Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 82 of the Own the Moment podcast. My name is TJ Lasig. I'm one of the co-founders here at OTM, and we are back for a week 11 edition of the TOC Strategy Show. With me, as always, we've got the man that no longer has the mustache as he is getting married this weekend. Well, you know, I guess having the official wedding this weekend after getting married last week or last year. Justin, what's going on, man? Couple, couple days, yeah. big day. Sad, sad days, but uh, yeah, it just looks so much younger. I don't I know. know. You it look like a baby. Youth into me. I feel it. It gives me. It's probably why I golf so bad this weekend. Um, I'm not sure. But uh, no, it's been fantastic. Uh, we've had a, we had Coop, we had Teej, we had Buck all down in Florida. We've got the more festivities this weekend. Uh, the course voice from uh, all the, the golf courses and probably the maybe a couple beers here and there. But uh, now it's been it's been fun. How's it going? Been a fun week, but happy to be back on on the screen with you guys. Bach, what's going on? Yeah, long time no see. Uh, Justin, uh, you, are you nervous for the big day? I mean, yeah. there's a lot of pressure on this one. I'm scared she might like run off at the altar and then we'll just have to go back to our house and just continue to be married. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of pressure. I did the same thing a, a couple months ago. And yeah, let me tell you, nothing like already being married going through with the wedding. There you go. I know. Uh, I know her mother was very happy that her daughter got married twice in a in a, in a two year period, but at least it was the same guy. So exactly. There it is. There it is. All right, we're gonna got, got a good show tonight. We're gonna do as always our recap of the previous week, go through kind of the the top scores, talk about how things played out on Sunday. We had our first double winner this week. So same person took down what was it the side hustle and the low ball. So yeah, that's like, right. shout out, shout out there. Very impressive. First time that we've seen that happen. And uh, then we're going to do a little bit of a, of a dive into the marketplace and how we can think about finding value in the marketplace. We've got a little sneak peek of some projections that uh, may or may not be coming soon to the TOC website. So we'll take a look at those. We'll do our week 11 all joker lineups. And of course our Thursday night prize picks of the night. But really the, the big thing that we have is, is, some Miami VIP trip giveaways that, that we're going to be announcing here on the show and also uh, pushing out to the other channels. So wh where, where do we want to begin here, Justin? Do we want to get right into the giveaways? Do we want to kind of bring that in after review last week? What are we thinking? Yeah, I mean, I know, I know that's the most excitement. I know we're all about like trying to make sure that the communication is in all the channels at the same time. So I think we've got an email blast set up as well. I think we got a Discord message. But uh yeah, I mean, like week week ten was pretty fun. There were a couple kind of games and stuff, but I think the people want to know how did they get to Miami? Let's when just win the main event. Wow, that's true too. Easy but game, what, right? But what if I can't win the main event? And what if I don't work for TOC? And uh, that's how I'm at least getting my pass down there. How else can we get there? Let's take let's take a look here. I'm going to go ahead share a little a little screen action here. And let's see what we're looking at. All right. So we have three VIP trips that are going to be given away. You'll be able to come down to Miami with us. You'll be hanging out in all the festivities. You will not be competing in the tournament, but you will be there hanging out with the community members and with the OTM team in order to win this. There's three ways that you can go about it. So the first thing is just going to be a random drawing of a TOC card. Actually, let me say first. All of these are 
going to be snapshotted on November 30th at 11.59 p.m. So we're going to take a snapshot on that date. So we have until the end of the month, and then we're going to spin the wheel three times for all of these on December 3rd. And, and then, yeah, so wanted to get that out of the way. The first one is just a random drawing of any TOC card. So any random position slash team, city, serial number. Of course, obviously, the more cards that you own, the better chances you have of hitting on that one. So that's the first one. The second one is starting right now for every single TOC card that is purchased from the site. So this is not on the secondary marketplace. This is by directly purchasing via the buy cards. $50, you get yourself a random card. Each purchase will land your name onto the wheel, and we will spin the wheel for however many purchases there have been, and you can get your name on the wheel as many times as you like. So buy 10 cards, receive 10 spots on the wheel. We'll spin that one. Whoever wins there also gets the VIP trip. And then the final one is for you know the collectors of all collectors. This is going to be reserved for anyone that has completed an entire TOC set, excluding Jokers. So you do not need the, need the Jokers, but you need to own one of every single other card, and you will get your name on the wheel. This most certainly will have the fewest names on it, but wanted to give a chance to reward those that have been uh, kind of the, the most passionate collectors. So there we have it. Justin Bach, reactions. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. And, uh, you know, a lot of it has taken into account a lot of the feedback we received and something we've talked about throughout is we want to reward people who have been, you know, not only in this from the beginning, but also people who are really big collectors in this. And uh, whether it is you uh, have 12 uh, Cincinnati quarterbacks, because that's what you've like collecting, like someone in our, uh, you know, in our community has, or if it's someone who uh, has just been getting a whole bunch, like the more you have, obviously, the better your chances of winning that first one. And then if you were one of them, I think we've had at least two that have the full set already. Um, and I know that from going to look at the numbers, there's a few others that are pretty close. Um, so I think this, uh, you know, don't know how many are going to qualify, but uh, I think this is a great opportunity to, uh, it is, hey, it says VIP. It's VIP for a reason. You're going to be treated like a VIP. This is uh, some great opportunities that gives not only their heavy hitters, but just, you know, everyone the opportunity. And then that second one is, um, you know, hey, there are still cards available. The cards still have value. And uh, depending on, you know, if you buy them, and as TJ said, if you buy 10, you're getting 10 spots on that wheel. And uh, it doesn't matter if we end up only selling 10 cards in the next two weeks or if it ends up being 100 cards. Whatever it is, we're going to spin it and uh, someone's going to get that VIP trip. Bachman, what do you think? I mean, we were just down in Miami this past weekend. It's going to be just absolutely glorious in January. I can't imagine a better place in the entire world to be spending New Year's Day watching football. Uh, I know we've got some big things planned. It's going to be awesome. And, uh, you know, I can't wait for the show on December 3rd, getting to do these three wheel spins. It's going to be so much fun. And uh, just, just clarifying, so there is no guarantees. Um, if you get the complete set, you enter a wheel among only other people that get the, out the complete set. So right now, last we saw, I believe there were two people with it. If there are end up only two, then one of those two, that'll be the smallest wheel we've ever seen. And one of those two will win the VIP trip. I think I think we uh, might have three in chat here, right? Okay. So we got, got a third. We've, nice. got, we've got Carl, right? Okay. We know Carl. We've got DJ. 
says full set with jokers and then i, I believe sergeant stogie has the full set is that correct as long as Stogie didn't sell him off. I know he had him yeah, at one point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got at least three people that are going to be vying for that final seat. But, yeah, so you'll get the, the same experience that all of the winners get. You get to bring a plus one. We're going to be set up in a, in a nice hotel. Got fun things planned for both Saturday and Sunday. I think more details to come on exactly what the events will be. But uh, it's going to be a good time. So, yeah. I have told, so we're still locking down locations, but we have told the people who have qualified and it's not, so we can give a little more information, but uh, yeah, so it starts off with, we're going to have a great welcome party. Um, it's going to be just a, you know, a nice uh, an introduction entry, get good positive vibes going, get some good food and a couple of, maybe a little drinking down. That'll be on January 1st. So I'll nurse that hangover from the New Year's Eve. Uh, then, uh, we're going to split up. We're going to do dinners on our own and then regroup for some late night, get a little Miami late night vibe, find a nice little lounge, uh, get some nice top shelf drinks on us for the night. You know, the good stuff. And, uh, then Sunday, ooh, Sunday, I, I can't, we can't say where it is yet, but, uh, if we lock down this venue, it's probably like the venue in Miami. Like it's not 11, so don't get too excited, gentlemen, but, uh, <laughs> Beyond that, like it's uh, it's an imagine, iconic imagine, imagine. It's an iconic a... location if we can lock it down. We're uh, we're in the final stages of negotiation and such, but I know it, it's going to be awesome either way. And uh, hotel will be at the JW, uh, so a nice Marriott down there in Brickell. Um, it, it's going to be a complete blast. Cool, cool. So there you have it. Happy, uh, happy collecting on the way to the drawings. That again have until the end of the month. We'll be taking this snapshot at that point and then doing a, a fun Friday giveaway show. It'll be a, a nice sweat there. We'll probably also pull a backup or two option just in case there are, are any of the winners are not able to make the trip. And then uh, all the stuff that we just had on the screen, so that those instructions will be posted multiple times. Um, I believe we're putting them in an email. That'll be blasted out pretty shortly. We will have them on just the Discord. Email so, just went out. There you go. Look at that on the clock. Um, and then, uh, we'll have it in the discord. And obviously if you have any specific questions, feel free to ask us. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll continue to kind of providing updates as we go through, cause the next two weeks are going to be exciting football wise. We, uh, we're only a week away from that Thursday NFL slate. We know there's going to be a lot of action going on there. Um, it's going to be fun. Going to be fun. Jonathan has a, a good question here. Just talking about the the week 17 and the online final and all the entries there. Is there anything different we should know about the final? No, there's nothing different about the final. The final is the no, the final itself. There's nothing different, but the, the live the final. Week itself, so the, the yeah, final, the live final is, is nothing different. Final is yeah, the word final is all of those contests. So we'll have three contests that final week, and we're going to have two online finals for the main event inside hustle, and then we're going to have the live final. The live final is only if you won the main event, those 16 contestants. I think what you're alluding to is that I referenced that all the cards are going to be in play for the online final because what's the main difference there is you can have more than three entries. In any of the contests now, you can only have those three max. But for that online final, however many times you have qualified throughout the year, and theoretically you could qualify three each week for the, each contest, that's how many entries you can have in those online finals. And so that's where, based off the estimates of how many have already qualified, and it's all public information, so if you take a look at how many entries there were each week, you say that 10% of those received an online final entry, 
and you do that math, we're looking at something around like 20,000 of the cards are going to be necessary to be in play for all those entries. And that's where like, hey, when we're looking at only 50K in total uh, amount of cards in the game, uh, that's a substantial amount that it's not just going to be your Bills and your, you know, your Buffalo, your Kansas City, your Tampa, your Los Angeles, like cards that people are playing. Nah, these are going down to like your middle of the middle tier cards. And uh, that's where I think we're talking about like there's going to be a there's going to be a, a lot of need for those cards that final week. All right. One other question about the live final yeah. is that that we probably need to make sure is clear is which games get included. So it does not include the Monday night and it does not include the Sunday night. We mentioned this once before. We'll definitely continue. You're right. We have not mentioned this in a while, Stogie. So appreciate that for bringing it up. We'll continue to communicate this and I can actually send it to all the winners as well. Uh, but for the entertainment purposes so that we can actually award and celebrate and end it at a reasonable, you know, rather than just everyone hanging out for that other three, four hours that night game, uh, the live final will conclude uh, after the afternoon games, uh, similar to what like other DFS sites do. Um, and then we'll be able to award and you can bet your bottom dollar. We're going to have some big checks for some winners. <laughs> Yes, yes, you know, the accents look a lot better when I got a stash. <laughs> you oh. do, yeah, you're just a, just a different man, just a different man. Okay, online uh, final is full question slate. about the live, fine, yeah, online is full slate, completely normal. The, the other outstanding question would be for the live final, the Thursday night game, or there won't be a Thursday night game week 17. Is that I believe there will not be because they're all on Sunday, oh, so that might not be relevant. 95% sure I'll double check right now. That's right. Okay. I was trying to remember what we thought of that. I think that is actually the resolution. Of that yeah, that's right. College football bowl season. <laughs> yep. Yep. So college football bowl season. So therefore we don't have the, the Thursday night kind of situation. It'll all be fresh starts. Everyone starts from zero at one o'clock on Sunday. And uh, we, we end it all together there. And it'll be a fun little sweat for the contestants and also for the three VIP winners. And then, uh, yeah, New Year's Eve, I believe that's when my Wake Forest team and Deacons will be playing one of their really good bowl games. So, you know, we can just celebrate that, and then yeah, it'll be good. Be good. Are we not going into the playoffs? More to come on uh, on playoffs. We have not yet announced what the playoff situation is. If there's anything. More to come. All right. Let's do a quick look here at, at what we had this week in Week 10. You know, things maybe got back to normal a little bit. We actually – for the first time in a long time, see, as we would have expected more often early in the season, Kansas City quarterback, Kansas City tight end, Kansas City wide receiver, Buffalo quarterback, Buffalo wide receiver, all coming in as the top scorers at their position. Some surprise with Houston, just a, a smash performance from them across the board, which is, I feel like they've done that a couple of times, which is just uh, pretty wild. But anything that you guys want to touch on, I, I want to make this segment a little bit quicker so that we can talk about some of the marketplace stuff. But what were your main takeaways from this week in the NFL? That's fair. I wasn't even going to talk about TOC. I was going to talk about how Bachman missed out on the Kansas City lock bet of the century. We're down in Florida. Oh, um, yeah? I'll tell – yeah. Uh, we were <laughs> we're watching, getting ready for the game, and uh, we're looking at our the app and the Hard Rock Sportsbook just open in Florida. So they're still probably getting their stuff together. Uh, and the game is showing that you can bet the money line for the Chiefs was minus 145, which makes sense because they were like two and a half, three point favorites. But if you want to bet the spread, you can get them at plus one. <laughs> so, uh, why did I leave? <laughs> 
So I uh, put 500 on and uh, yeah. it disappeared for a second and came right back. Put another 600 on, it disappeared for a second. And I think in total, our group got about like 2,000 in and then within a two minute period and um, it then took it off the books, but they never did a refund, never anything. They paid out that night and we were just like, well, yeah, thank you. Yeah, wow. The Herzig <laughs> bot, just breaking small books. Just just hate to see it. Hate to see it. Guess how I mean, much that's... action... Guess how much action of that 2000 I had. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's most of the money that I gave them in the casino. They just gave back to Justin on the sports book. So. Very true. Very true. Yeah, we, we, should, we should have had an equitable distribution agreement going into the weekend <laughs> that uh, any money won or lost, we, we split between the three of us next time. TJ sitting right next to me. He looks and he goes, what am I going to do? Now I'm going to have to do, like, d- deposit money or whatever. Yeah. And like literally a minute later, it's gone. Yeah, I was like, I didn't have any money in the account because I lost, you know, betting Baltimore on Thursday. It's just, just, a, just a disaster. Anyways, now nah, yeah, let's go I to think some strategy. Right, yeah, go not much that. to talk about here. Surprise, surprise! Kansas City offense turned it around. Good. Yeah. Knocked me over with a feather. I mean, it's about time. It's about time. That was it is uh, about time. Going against the Raiders is a is a get right spot. You could call it. There it is. Not too too much to to write home about on that front. Let's let's talk marketplace a little bit here. I think as everyone knows, we rolled out the new marketplace last week. Have seen a, a ton of action going on there, and uh, are also you know just constantly working to try and make the purchasing experience as you know easy as possible. Give you guys all the information that you have, and I think Bach and Bach and Justin are gonna walk everyone through a little bit of some some insights here about marketplaces prices and yeah let's do it yeah so i'm going to start at a high level uh i think what we people have seen over the last couple of weeks is that yeah not only are there continuous improvements and i see sb mitchell and chat kind of you know obviously poking us of course the engineering team is going to miami get out of here it's a requirement mitchell. it's a requirement <laughs> of course yeah right yeah have to come um but uh, no, I mean, what I was mentioning is that so like there's been fantastic just kind of feature improvements across the board. Uh, obviously, the USD marketplace was huge and we've seen the kind of trickle effect that's happened there. Uh, but I think the big thing, you know, not the big, but like what we're continuing to see as well is these small improvements. And the two that kind of came into play that really come together from, I think, from an analysis standpoint are one is we actually we now have the ability to download what the low ask is. Like previously, you could obviously manually go through and get a feel but you know, I'm a spreadsheet guy, and yeah, there you go, Ryan. Now you have ability to go download that low ask, and you can quickly do some like searching and stuff. And then the second is, which I know a lot of you are already doing your kind of projections. Maybe you're using a different site. Maybe you're just kind of like using the research tabs that we have to get an idea of what they've been scoring before. Uh, but we're also going to be adding. You know, we've added that we now have our TOC projections. We're not spending all of our algorithms and you know brain power to make these perfect. I don't think anybody wants that because they don't, we want you to have an edge. The idea is these are directionally accurate. It's fairly simple algorithms to actually uh, project going forward. But we wanted to give you kind of a baseline feel um, just to kind of help out. And when we combine the projections and the low ask feature, what that does is allows us to see where are there you know, potential values in the marketplace. And when you're setting your lineups and you maybe need to go, you know, go see if there's a good card to go purchase, what should you be looking for? And so Bach and I, we were just like, hey, Bach, let's pretend we're playing TOC. We've got cards. We're fixing our lineups using these new tools and stuff. How would you go about like, you know, what, what are you doing? How are you going about kind of using these tools that do some analysis? 
And so Bach and I came up, we actually just did this like five minutes before the show, we kind of compared uh, similar, but a little different ways to do it. And so I'll let Bach go first, and then I'll share mine as well. And I think it just kind of helps everyone kind of from a process wise um, that maybe you can kind of replicate or copy as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, I dream about getting to play TOC all the time and uh, I'm not allowed uh, still, I think TJ, I don't know if that's still true. I'm going to assume it is. Um, uh, the, the people, the people can't afford to compete against you back. <laughs> but uh, to, to Justin's point, we're, uh, we're kind of coming up with our process for, Hey, how would I use these tools if, if I were playing? And so what I did was I just, you know, uh, let me see, you know, if you can see my screen, I'll zoom in just a little. Yep. Here. Yeah, I'll zoom, zoom, in zoom a little and people it. just may need to go full screen for a little and get rid of all yeah. that chit chat. So, so I just, uh, I just used a kind of a, a simple process. We've got the low ask downloaded here and the week 11 projections that we have here. And I just did a quick calculation of dollars per point. Now, you, you probably don't just want to go buy the lowest dollars per point that you have here because, hey, raw score matters a lot, right? And while we can't, you know, do a super accurate job of projecting the raw score, we can generally figure out, like, who has a higher ceiling. And so, you know, this is, this is the week 11 projection. We only are doing these one week at a time right now. Um, but I said, okay, we've got the, the dollars per point, right? So this is what is the best value here in terms of quarterback? And then I, I, you know, take a look and see, okay, what are the low values that actually have a reasonably high projection and that I actually believe can go out and, and put up some points? And so you see, I've got three highlighted here. These are the three that I would probably target. Like, obviously, if you have the card, you're playing Kansas City, you're playing Buffalo, you're playing Dallas, you're playing Baltimore. But if I was looking to, to scour the market for something that might be a value this week at quarterback, all right, we've got Tennessee. Yeah, their quarterback hasn't been great this year, but they're still hurt in the run, you know, at running back. Um, and so, you know, their raw point projection is decent. Their ceiling's probably a little bit higher than it's been the rest of the season because they are going to throw the ball more. Uh, Minnesota, again, we've seen lots of like high variance games from them. Uh, the, you know, the dollars per point here is relatively low comparatively, like New York American, same projection, slightly worse dollars per point. I think that's inflated by a couple of, of, you know, ceiling games that we're not likely to see again. So those aren't ones I target. And I've, you know, similarly kind of gone through the other positions and highlighted, Hey, what are some like in on, on running back Tampa Bay dollars per point is just such a standout, especially when you consider that they're, I think, 10 and a half point favorites this week. And yeah, they've been passing the ball everywhere. But, you know, if I didn't have great running backs, I would go buy the cheapest running back card that was out there right now and plug them into some lineups because I think there's a ton of value there. That Tampa so, running back feels a lot like Buffalo running back last week where Buffalo running backs in general haven't been doing that much, but you know that eventually there's going to be a game where it's positive game script. They're up a lot. You've got wonkiness. Matt Breda scores a receiving touchdown. Maybe for Tampa, it'll be Giovanni Bernard. And I think that's the kind of situation where for that cheap of an it, like that cheap of a price, like there is legit ceiling on a Tampa Bay offense that maybe just maybe, Instead of these being passing touchdowns, Lenny falls in for two or three, Geo gets one, and Tampa becomes like a top three, top one scoring running back day. 
Yeah, and you can go get them for, again, the cheapest price out there at the running back position right now. Um, so, you know, th that was kind of the process for me, went through um, the different positions. And again, you know, like we'll just highlight a couple more here. Baltimore wide receiver there, you know, the eighth or am I bowling, but seventh or eighth lowest price. They're the sixth or seventh lowest dollar per point projection or uh, so, you know, best value. Their raw total is actually pretty good here. And I mean, they've been throwing the ball a ton. Marquise Brown could easily go for two 60 yard touchdowns in a game. Uh, and they kind of break the slate again, you know, green Bay down here with no Aaron Jones this week. Like we anticipate that they'll give the ball to AJ Dillon a ton, but Hey, they might just throw the ball more and this might be a really good kind of medium value, high projection, high ceiling. So I think, you know, that without like going through each position in too much depth, those are the, the kind of teams I would target and the way I would use a tool like this. Again, this is not super sophisticated, but it also took me, I don't know, 30 minutes to put all of this together. And so I think there's a ton of value in doing that type of analysis and trying to find some values. Yep. I like it. I like it. And, uh, so now I'll share how, you know, what I came up with. And uh, you know, I, I like box. I like the idea of creating that kind of points per a dollar. Uh, but the reason why I faded that or we didn't go with that method is because I'm looking more for the ceiling and I'm looking more for the upside. And I think for me and what I've learned in DFS is points per a dollar ends up giving you like good value bargains. But the opportunity cost for what you could play in that spot instead usually makes that kind of uh, the value not worth the, the risk. The risk just, you know, there's not the upside. So instead, what I'm looking at is same thing. All we're doing is taking the two metrics. We're both using the exact same metrics, the low ask right now, and then what that current projection is. Um, and for here, I'm just sorting by, you know, highest, you know, sorting by top projection there and just looking for outliers. And like you see right here, this New York outlier, $41. And let's go by position. So we'll go through wide receivers and you can see New York and Green Bay are substantial outliers here. And like they have not much different upside than some of the others or the projections aren't that much different. And like we know that they do have some upside. So that's what I'm looking at for a true value. You've got Houston all the way down here, middle of the pack from projection, but only $15. Now, if you already have a ton of other cards, like doesn't make sense uh, to put them in one of your main events. Maybe not, probably not. But like, hey, if you're someone who only has maybe seven, eight, nine cards and you want to get other lineup, there's a cheap opportunity to maybe get a decent cash there. And uh, if we take a look at some of the other positions here, let's see. So why receivers definitely look like some of the strong values. We'll take a look at the QB because I know Bach was spending some time in there on well as well. And here, I know Philly and New Orleans uh, 23.6, 23.7. There's still like top seven projections here. I can unhide uh, these areas over here so you can see. Um, zoom in a little. These are the actual week by week. So I can see, okay, so like this is weird. Um, something wonky with our New Orleans research. So I'll look into that afterwards. Um, yeah, I'll just hide that. But uh, yeah, I mean, so you can take a look at the week by week and what we saw with New Orleans, like they actually have substantial upside. I believe even last week, Simeon still was like a top like five uh, QB on the week. We know that Jalen Hurts does with the rushing upside. So at the end of the day, I'm not using it as just a uh, holy grail, but it's more of just directionally taking a look and seeing like, OK, 
here's where I see those values. You flip through all the positions. Um, and one thing we'll, I'll note as well is, look at that. So you know, Carolina could be a good defensive play this week and only $22. Uh, this is a, yeah, I think, box that it took a half hour. I, I think it took me 29 minutes. Obviously, I was faster than Bachman. Um, Obviously. <laughs> nah, but uh, if you then want to say, let me actually start projecting out next week. Because maybe others are going to start seeing, you know, kind of jumping on those defenses or jumping on, you know, those values a little early on. And I think the big one's going to be when we start looking at week 17 with all those online finals. Because if you can start looking at, okay, what the projection is for those not top tier, because, yeah, a lot of you already have a bunch of cards and you know you're already playing your Buffalo, your Dallas, your Tampa, your L.A., like whatever is your Kansas City. And that's fine for when you only have three minute three lineups in a main event. But when you start having five, seven lineups, and now you need to start finding, okay, where are these values? Start looking ahead. And I think that's where there you go. Yeah. DJ Locals already projected week 17. Now take that week 17 projections, tie it in with the marketplace low ass, and start getting ahead of the game. I think that's where I would always be. I'm you know, always trying to skate to where the puck is going. And uh, that's how you kind of look ahead. Love it. Love it. Nice little deep dive there. Gentlemen, speaking of looking ahead, I can't believe it. Well, we've got Thanksgiving football just over a week away. I mean, it doesn't doesn't even feel like I, I really can't believe that we're already at that point. But um, that's going to be a fun owner's club day, and some, I think. And some great games. So Bears-Lions, like not a great probably NFL football game, but a great game for the low ball contest. And then you've got – Raiders and Cowboys, like one of the better offenses in the high NFL, scoring. high yeah. scoring game in in the dome, and then the night game, Bills and Saints again in the dome, and uh, obviously you know Buffalo is one of the top TOC plays every week, so a ton of th- a ton of stuff that we would expect to impact lineups. You know, we've been saying it for weeks, so if you're listening now and just getting on it, you're late to the party, but. If you're listening now and just getting on it, you're still ahead of some other people. Go buy up Thursday cards for next week. You got six teams to buy. You got a lot of positions to target. If you buy one of all of those positions, a couple of them are going to hit big. Yeah, I think we were talking, um, people were talking kind of in the Discord earlier, like, do we think that there will, like, how many teams do we think will just lock in all Thursday players? Because I'm not sure if you're going to get the winning lineup from that, but substantial like you could definitely lock in a cash if there's enough that go off in those six games because you're really just removing that the doubt you're you're moving the uncertain removing the uncertainty of what could happen in a game and just saying hey i'm taking my 20 25 points 30 whatever it is and just locking those positions and uh yeah serials are going to matter for this week especially near the top of the scoring because Similar to how we saw two weeks ago when the Thursday night game was so high scoring, the people who did kind of finish up, like there were some very similar lineups. I think the ones who had the Pittsburgh defense with the four from the night before, I think there were like 10 of those. Um, so serials are definitely going to matter, I think, on this Thursday as well. Yeah. And I mean, even this past week, we saw Crypto 2038 finish second in the main event. He didn't play the Miami defense, which got 21, played Pittsburgh's defense against Detroit, got nine, and that cost him the victory because his lineup otherwise was just an absolute smash. And so, you know, playing, having six teams to choose from on Thursday and playing, just locking in those known quantities has proven to be valuable a ton and is going to continue to be valuable. Yeah. 
And uh, like some of our friends. So I know uh, Zakarian at Team Hold and I know Pete Overzet on his channel are both like do some Friday content, Friday shows where they kind of talk through like, hey, how do I think through that Thursday night game? And then what do I look at with the marketplace? Like, are there opportunities? Should I be playing these? So for people that are just, you know, fiending for some additional content or a little kind of just uh, strategy talk, I would, would definitely check out those two. So Team Hold with Mike Zakarian and then uh, Peter Overzet. Definitely a lot, a lot of good content over there. So shout out to Mike, shout out to Pete, doing some good stuff. Yeah, Eagle Putt, same thing as Thanksgiving, where uh, the game, the the slate will lock at one p.m. on Sunday. Yes, sir. All right, let's get into this week. See what we're working with, and go through our optimal lineups at each game type. Starting with the main event, the return of the Kansas City quarterback, Kansas City tight end stack here. Is Patrick Mahomes back, Bach? I I mean, yeah, he's back. He's did he ever go to, anywhere? He definitely, definitely did. I mean, they were bad for a while, but I, I think this is what it took, right? It, this feels like the type of offense and the type of like elite offensive talent it takes one game to kind of get off the get off the the downward spiral and and you know get your mojo back a little bit. I think the the total in the Kansas City Dallas game this week is six points higher than the next highest total right now, which is a ton in the NFL. It's fifty six point total, and you know I think that the Kansas City quarterback, Dallas wide receiver, Kansas City tight end is going to be a super chalky set of plays this week. I definitely think that there's ways to get contrarian uh, by playing this same game, either not playing the. Uh, you know, the Kansas City tight end playing Kansas City wide receivers or others, but I think you're going to see a ton of lineups with those kind of combination of Kansas City and Dallas for good reason. Um, one way to get contrarian there, play Dallas running backs. Right here, we've got Cleveland locked in. That's assuming Chubb is going to return. It looks likely that he will. If he doesn't, I think they're probably not the optimal play this week. Um, but, you know, if they if he does return and, you know, and again, it looks at this point, at least plausible, I won't say likely, but it looks at least plausible that he will, then, you know, they're going to be playing with a backup quarterback as 11 and a half point favorites against Detroit. So that's going to be another smash play. Yeah, we have seen pretty much anyone have their way with that Detroit defense and uh, on the ground, 11 point favorites, as you said. Even if Chubb doesn't play, like Dearness Johnson has still been fantastic. Like, I think, yeah, I, I think I would not put him as the optimal without him. But even if Chubb doesn't play, like, I still think Cleveland is a, you know, running backs is a very strong team there. Um, and yeah, not, not nothing really to disagree with here. And uh, it is, it's good for the NFL when Kansas City is playing well. Um, so ho hoping, hoping we see more of what we saw on Sunday night. How popular do you think a full game stack of that will be? I mean, you could very easily see someone playing Kansas City quarterback, wide receiver, and tight end with Dallas running backs and just full stacking that game. Do you think of that something that we may see a lot of overlap with? Because I could I could see that being a, a very easy kind of thing to go to, and then it just comes down to what defense gets played. So I think that's kind of an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah, no, very, very possible. Um it's tough because I'd rather do it on a team where like I'm choosing, you know, doing the double stack for my quarterback and then maybe bringing it back with like the running back, um, playing like the running back and Dallas wide receiver. 
It no, I'm saying be. I'm saying double stack Kansas City, Dallas yeah. running back. And then you just don't, I mean, right. And I guess with the Kansas City, if you do the double stack, like the Tyreek Hill, we just don't see Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey both go off that often. True. Um, but maybe like, hey, if you have the Dallas running back and Dallas wide receiver, that also means the Dallas QB is not going off. So because those points are split up a little, so it makes your QB a bit more optimal. I could definitely see it. Um that's a, that's a strong team, especially for if this goes um, into a, a a big um a big shootout. And yeah, I mean I think set up in the side hustle here. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Oh, it's TJ, I was just gonna say I think if we were picking in hindsight, that won't be the winner, right? Because it's so unlikely that both the wide receiver and tight end for Kansas City end up the optimal at their position. But I can't give you a really good guess as to like what the optimal over each one of those positions would be. I think that that definitely has a lot of upside. And yeah, you see for side hustle, you know, we kind of went with the contrarian stack here. I don't actually think this is going to be that contrarian in the side hustle. I think there's still going to be a number of people playing this, but basically just flipping the the game script and saying, hey, Dallas quarterback, maybe they get one on the ground. Dak scrambles for one. Kansas City wide receiver goes off and you're not playing that. If you don't play that in your main event, it's a good way to get exposure to the same game. Again, we just don't see weeks like this in the NFL that often where there's one game that is such a better game environment than all of the others. Yeah. And great. speaking of not great environments, we've got our low ball. The Lions. The Lions, just the the, the absolute nut low ball play. We see them pretty much in the, the lowest scores every single week. Lions quarterback, wide receiver combination. Got the Houston running back, Washington tight end, and rounding it out with the New York big guys defense. What are we thinking on the low ball this week? Justin, question. Is Jared Goff being out better or worse for Detroit's offense? Like, is this a worse play because Jared Goff is, is out? All right. Let's ask TJ. Who, uh, who's playing quarterback for the Lions instead of Jared Goff? Oh, God. Who are we working with? Well, do I know this person? Would yeah. I know them? I definitely don't know them off the top of my head. Right. That doesn't matter. That's all got? I'm saying, though. Like, Jared Goff is still a step up. Um, now, what did it do to the line? Uh, I don't think it probably changed much. Maybe a point. It was interesting. When Pittsburgh, when Big Ben was out, I think we saw the line move about a point and a half. Um, you know, that's that's for, you know, it's not that much of a different situation, right? Like, yeah. But yeah. also, like, maybe they play a little, like, slower pace. Maybe they play a little more careful, like they're not going to you know, be slinging it as much. Um, yeah. Which is both good and bad for your low ball team. They're not getting yards. They're not getting touchdowns. They're also not throwing picks. So, yeah, I, I was I was legitimately curious as I was looking at this. And I think that Goff is like doubtful, but not officially out yet. Uh, either way, the answer was David Bluff. Oh, that's a real person. He plays quarterback for Detroit. Evidently. Yeah. He played, uh, he played for a, a couple Blau. of games last Blau? year. I believe. Blau. Blau, maybe, yeah. maybe it's, it, Who knows? It, it looks like, I don't know which one it is, but yeah, he's not going to, he's not, he's not going to do great. <laughs> there's, there's, <laughs> he's going to have a tough time out there if I had to guess. Yeah. And then we've got the misfit Dallas tight end Cleveland oh, can defense. I, can I jump oh, yeah. in? Yeah, Washington yeah. tight end is very surprising to me for a low ball. Um, I know like Ricky Seals Jones didn't do anything against Tampa. Um, he's, but, yeah, and he's, he's out this week. So oh, Logan's okay. out. Ricky Seals is out. And uh, Washington's uh, tight end matchup is a really tough one. I'm 
of course, yeah, now that I don't know who the third tight end is for. Care, yeah, I don't either. And Carolina is pretty good at defending the pass in general and tight end specifically. So I think because they're at their third stringer, because they're uh, they're playing a, a good defense against tight end, that's why we picked them. Uh, I mean, you that can make sense. an argument for Detroit. You can make an argument for Houston. You can make an argument for you know a couple of those just terrible teams. But it's just interesting. Like they love throwing to their tight end. So even when like you know Logan Thomas went out, RSJ subs right in and like still gets a solid market share. Um, that's why I'd be a little concerned because as long as they have someone who they have any level of trust in, like they may still throw to him. Um, yeah, we have had a couple teams like yeah, Carolina is an example themselves where like they just you, lock in that one point from tight end uh, that you know, Jets used to be that way. We've actually seen a little more action from them at the tight end spot, but uh, overall, like, yeah, it's probably the most predictable low ball position is tight end compared to the others. It's interesting. I, I decided to look at what Detroit looks like on the marketplace because not only are they set up to fail this week, but then you've got them in the Thanksgiving game next weekend. As you can see, the low ball definitely raising the floor on, the Detroit card. So no cheaper than $35. And also we mentioned the download low ask. We also added this uh, little check mark. So you can just see kind of one of each position. You see two wide receivers because they're listed at the exact same price. So no, no bargains to be had on Detroit. They're uh, they're so bad that they have become a valuable TOC asset. Yeah. It's <laughs> It's interesting when the least valuable card is just a middle of the road card where you just don't yeah. know where to play it. Um, but that's kind of what's happened with low ball. So, all right. And then we've got finally the misfit cards Dallas tight end, Cleveland defense. Dallas tight end. I want to nice hear about Dallas tight end. Bachman. Nice little contrarian pitch, play pitch on, on that big just, game. Just give me. So we, we set the rule, right? You can't pick your your main event tight end. Obviously, Kansas City would be the hammer. And if I'm looking at, you know, other tight ends like, yeah, definitely the, the you know, Vegas tight end is a better talent. Um, Cincinnati's been decent against the tight end. But like, I just want more exposure to this game. And Dallas gets me that exposure. Kansas City's not been great on defense at all this year. Um, including against tight ends, and and I want exposure to the passing game here, and I, I'm willing to lose a couple of potential like projected points for the upside of Dalton Schultz goes and catches two more tight ends because that's how they score their points in the shootout. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, there's a lot of like yeah, a, a lot of potential tight ends that you could play, and obviously once you remove the Kelsey factor, I mean, I'm flipping through right now. Um, but just a lot of them have solid matchups. Like you look at the chargers when you've got both Parham and cook and like both of them are getting substantial play. Um, I could see, I could see that being a decent play. Um, I'm looking up, I'm seeing obviously the Kittle, obviously the Waller aspects. You've got Pitts against new England. I guess I don't really love that one. Um, and we'll know that one tomorrow. So that's fair. True. Gesicki uh, against the jets. Like we know that anybody can score in the jets. So like Miami there could be a decent one as well. What, what I'm trying to say is that, like, outside of maybe, okay, obviously Kansas City tight ends, like, number one, beyond that, I could see any of these really showing up at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah, New England tight ends a great one, too. Hunter Henry just seems to catch a touchdown almost every game. Um, if Johnny Smith could just get anything going, that would be a very strong combo. 
Um, but uh, again, as Bachman said, we will know tomorrow night whether or not New England tight end um, should be played. Yeah, and I should have said New England tight end was my initial pick when I was going through and then remembered that we're, we're trying to stay away from picking the Thursday night game. So. You're about to go Thursday night tight end back-to-back weeks. Yeah, I get yelled at again. All right, so there we have it. Anything else on the the upcoming week here, and really the you know rest of rest of the season, Thanksgiving, just any general either micro or macro strategy thoughts before we get into the prize picks segment of the evening. I'll just I'll just quickly share. Like this is one of those prime slates to uh, you know there's going to be everyone playing all the Kansas City and Dallas cards because it's just the shootout and it's such a, a better game you know, game projected game flow from Vegas. They're obviously good at this, but if you find a game that you like a little bit better than everyone else, kind of one of those middle of the, of the road totals, uh, this is the type of week where if Kansas city and or Dallas don't do great, a lot of those teams are going to fail. Now, unlike DFS, right? The number of teams that can fail is capped a little bit here uh, because there's just a, a limited supply of cards, but I think there's an opportunity to, you know, take one or two of your lineups and try to project, hey, this other game does has the game flow that Kansas City Dallas is projected to have. I think there's an argument that this is a great week to play Kansas City tight end in the Island of Misfit cards. And their logic being is that I think there's going to be so many stacks and such high ownership of them in that shootout game that unless you are also trying to hammer that game, go with a game stack and get it perfect, uh, you might be able to get some strong differentiation putting it instead in the Island of Misfit. Kansas City tight end is a smash spot this week. And uh, so if they go off, now all you need is to pair it with the right defense versus if you put it in the main event, Kansas City tight end goes off. You're going to have to pair it with a lot of others. And especially if you're you know, trying to get that game perfect, which is going to be a lot of other people getting it perfect, uh, it's really going to come down to you know potentially serial numbers, defense, who knows. But yeah. Makes a lot of sense. All righty. Shall we dive into the Thursday night game? We've got the New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons. Do a little prize picks. Oh, go for it. Yeah, do a little little, little prize picks action here. So just a reminder to everyone, if you have not already, head on over to prizepicks.com. If you're not in a state where you can legally sports bet, Prize Picks gives you a little alternative here where you can put together some some fun parlays. What we like to do is take a look at the Thursday night game and try to create some correlation within our picks. Been uh been having some success in the Discord, so head on over to PrizePicks.com, sign up with promo code TOC, get a 100% deposit bonus up to $100, and if you deposit $100 or more on top of that bonus, you will also receive two free TOC cards and. Uh, Reminder, those two free TOC cards would also get you two spots on the Miami VIP trip giveaway wheel. So uh, now is as good a time as ever. Head on over to prizepicks.com, promo code TOC. There you go. All right. So as we know, got to establish the run up, establish the run. Specifically here, I was looking at the New England. I see some substantial, substantial value in the passing game for New England here. Uh, so if we're taking a look at this is the absolute difference, the actual yards, here's the actual per- project percentage differences. These four right here, where the absolute difference is something around 23, 16, 15, 13 yards, but there were, you know, established one is projecting them for almost 
50% more than what the actual line is for all four. So that's Jacoby Myers receiving yards over, Kendrick Bourne receiving yards over, Nelson Aguilar receiving yards over, and our boy Hunter Henry receiving yards over. Um, if we then are trying to look at Mac Jones, what do we – oh, Mac Jones up here. So his is only a 10% percentage difference, um, so not as high there. But if you're stacking here, like, you could still go with the correlation. Um I think we probably like let's have some fun and like me might even go with a four person parlay here, guys. But um, in addition to Mac Jones, which two of these uh, wide receivers or tight end are you guys kind of favoring? What are you thinking, Buck? I we're just talking tight end. Yeah, I mean, I I like I think Hunter Henry the best out of those. Um, yeah. I think he is probably the most certain to be in regardless of game flow new england gets up a couple you could see them running more two tight end sets and you know still needing to pass a little bit on on second or you know play action so i think i like henry and i think i like jacoby myers for the same reason the line's a lot higher but his workload is much more guaranteed born and Aguilar feel to me both a little bit more like dart throws albeit if you're going to make a dart throw take one that's a 50 percent projection difference but yeah, I, I agree with those two exactly. I think they're, well, A, the, the people I, in general, most feel comfortable with in the New England passing game. And like we said, Hunter Henry has been an active part of the offense. Jacoby Myers got his first uh, first touchdown of the year this weekend, you know? Yeah. The, 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 the guys were, were fired up. The whole team was, like, celebrating with him. So that was fun to see. So Jacoby Myers is on a heater. And, uh, eh. Although we may have learned to the contrary, the, this whole like never leave the table when you're on a heater thing this weekend. But that's besides the point. When it comes to Jacoby Myers, do not leave the table. He's he's on a heater right now. Buck and TJ at 2 a.m. I was we're like hanging outside. I think we're in the hot tub, and they're like, "Yeah, we're going to the casino." And uh, next thing I know, I think they came back in multiple rounds at like 5 a.m. or something. And I got a great night of sleep that night. <laughs> um, yeah, so much for heaters. Um, okay, so I'm in agreement there. I think so from like a median mean thing, um, median mean components that we talk about. Like I think Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne are the type that like while their their mean projection is higher, it's just because of those outlier games where they have that kind of one big catch. I'd rather not kind of be dependent upon that. So I love the Henry. I love the Jacoby. If we're taking two overs on a guy, we're obviously throwing Mac Jones for an over as well. Now it comes down to who do we want to run it back with on Atlanta? So looking at Atlanta here from an absolute difference, you got Matt Ryan over, you got Kyle Pitts is a solid 15. Here you go on 30%. Um, go with Zacchaeus um, or Zacchaeus. Um, we want to go big name, want to go Pitts. Do we want to just go for some uh, wide receiver? I think it's either Zacchaeus Pitt, or Pitts. Pitts, what do you feels, Pitts feels like the, the only safe ish bet on the entire Atlanta offense. Well, of course, now that the, the goat Cardell Patterson's not playing, but uh, my vote would yeah. be Kyle Pitts on the other side. Bring it back. Yeah. As appealing as that Matt Ryan rushing yards over looks, uh, I think I'll probably also vote for Pitts. Just have the tight end. You know, the one argument I would have against Pitts is it's Bill Belichick, which means he's going to take away the best player on the other team. And I think that's, pretty clearly Kyle Pitts given the issues that they're having Atlanta's having on the offensive side. And so you could see him just saying, I'm going to double Kyle Pitts and make anyone else beat us. Um, 
but I've got to imagine that Matt Ryan's just going to be throwing balls at Kyle Pitts and praying. Yeah. How do we think no Patterson impacts this game? Um, just lots of Mike Davis, the board. baby. Yeah, Mike Davis getting a couple more catches. I don't think we don't even have, yeah, they don't even, even have running back. Wayne Gallman. Yeah, Mike there's, Davis stinks. Yeah. Wayne Gallman was no like Mike playing Davis. ahead of him half the time last week. Yeah, yeah he's not There's even no the Davis even projections on there because I think they're waiting for the you know, Cordell news. Yeah. All right, so I like it. Uh, let me switch over to a new tab. Um, yeah, I guess it's a good call out. Cordero is not actually uh, ruled. He's not officially out he's yet. Just, he's just doubtful. Yep. Got it. Game time right. decision. So we're going Mac Jones there. We're going to take the over. We're going receiving. We're going to go Jacoby. We're going Pitts. We're going Hunt Henry. We're just going straight down the over. All in. All in. Over, over. Now, this is an interesting one. There's argument of do we want to make this a flex play? You know, because there's a lot of value here. Uh, we feel pretty good about it, but maybe we're in a situation where like Jacoby is the one who just eats and Hunter Henry doesn't. Um, math says we go for the power play. Three correct, though. Still, you're making a little money. What do you guys think? I just assumed you were joking. Just trying to demonstrate there are options here. Obviously, there are options. Yeah. Yeah. Some good Obviously, options. we're going for the power play, but yeah, sometimes you may want but to. But if go you flex. want a little, a little, if you want to risk your de-risk yourself a little bit, not a bad idea to, you know, go for the, go for the flex play. We're Just in, you yeah. want to grind it out, you know, or grind out that rent money back. That's right. All right. There it is. Our prize picks, pick of the week. In the books. I got a question, Bachman. Words, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, Bachman, you going to do a giveaway show on Friday? What are your plans? Oh, man. I didn't even think about uh, a giveaway show on Friday. We'll have to see. I mean, what 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 time do what time do we have to practice getting you fake married? I think like 4 o'clock, maybe 3. So maybe like maybe you do like an early one. Yeah, uh, maybe we'll, we'll do an early giveaway show. I'll talk to Producer Coop tonight. We'll, we'll get the people some info tonight. Sounds, Sounds good. good. We'll let you guys know. Either way, we'll, we'll of course have our giveaways. It'll just be a matter of uh, whether or not we're doing it as a live show or or some other method. So stay tuned for that. Again, got the the promotions for the three VIP Miami trips run until the end of this month. Go check out the marketplace. We've got contests live for week 11. If you didn't see it already, make sure you're going in there, registering. We've got Thanksgiving week coming up. We've got Justin getting married this weekend. Lots of good stuff got, happening here. At we've got Michael Thomas signed, jer- framed, signed jersey as Ooh. the I got it giveaway for this week. Bachman, you Mike. love Slam Boy. Love Michael Thomas. Big Michael Thomas guy. Top, what, love five it. receiver in the league, I think? Gosh, what, were you, what was this? Were you even there for that conversation? Someone yeah. was saying he's not a top 20. Who was it? Uh, I think it was, was it Schwartz? One of our friends. Oh, it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty bad. We have good friends, but not not the smartest. Friend. <laughs> All right, let's. Oh, this is a, a funny comment on the show. Remember that time TJ went live and didn't know it. That was that was classic. I thought that I was just recording like a show, and then by myself, was there. All, all of a sudden, people started talking in chat, and I was like, "Wait, am I am I live right now?" I was ten feet and, away from uh, you. We were in yeah, Indy. you were there. <laughs> I was like posted up on a kitchen counter. Good times, good times, simpler times. But uh, now we're now we're grinding the owners club. So all right, thanks everyone.
for joining us tonight. We're going to go ahead and call it a night. So on behalf of Justin, on behalf of Bach, and on behalf of Producer Coop, I'm TJ Lasig. We'll see you guys next time.